Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Man. My name is Chris, and I'm here with Dreams and Mike. Hey guys, good to see you. And we're here with you every weekday morning on Boom 97.3. Chris, James, and Mike in the morning. Bazunky! Hey, put your shirt back on. I would love it if a radio station hired us to be their morning team. Oh, me too, dude. This was back in the heyday of morning guys. You know, like I feel like in the yeah. 90s, they were, they were like living the life. Oh, man. I would love to eat eggs and bacon with a mic in front of my face. <laughs> Imagine drinking coffee while broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. I'm hyper. <laughs> Uh, coffee makes you have to poo as well, right? So those uh, guys are probably, you know, reading the, doing their wacky bits, yeah. and they're having to go to the toilet. Build up on the 401. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love the idea of morning show guys having to wake, like their lives are fucked. Yeah. They have to wake up at like 4 a.m. so they can go and be rude. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and make hundreds of thousands of dollars doing it. Yeah. You know, by the way, listeners, uh, if some of you are not from Canada and you're listening and you love the Evil Men podcast, this is what every when every Canadian that does wake up early, 5 a.m. or earlier, this is the, what we hear first thing in the morning, no matter where we live in Canada. Is that a loon? That's a loon. You know what? Mm. Last summer, I went to uh, I rented a cottage with my girlfriend, and we were in like uh, you know near near um oh what the hell is that giant park near Algonquin Park? Yes. And I was in the in bed, and I heard a <laughs> loon, and I had never really heard a loon before, and yeah. it's amazing. Did it's you turn incredible? The, they're beautiful. I, my whistle was weak. They're more like. Yeah, wow. you're, you're lying in bed, it's silent, you're on this lake, and then you just hear, yeah, like... That's actually James, better, yeah. When that happened, did you turn to the camera and go, you can't get much more Canadian than that, can you, folks? <laughs> I did, I did. And then after the loon, you hear the beaver. Wood, 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 wood. But it is. it was magical, I'm not even lying. Hearing wow. a loon, I couldn't believe now, it. Is I this know. where you? It's magical. Is this cottage the one that you went to on an island? No, that's a different one. Okay. And don't. And that's not fancy. It's not. It wasn't like a private island. Nothing Epstein fancy about style. Island. Yeah. Was the island like this? <laughs> it's a really rustic uh, ca- ca- cabin that has an outhouse that we rented on Airbnb, <laughs> and. Uh, when you when you drive up to the marina, the owner takes you across on his boat, and then you stay in this in this really remote cabin. I loved it. And, and is I, this the one that has the scary walk to the outhouse because it's not lit up? And so, say it's nighttime, and you, you got a tinkle or the other it's one. Definitely I won't mention. Un- yeah, it's not fun. And I listeners yeah. know I don't have a great stomach. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So it's not that fun at four in the morning when you're in this cabin and you have to walk through the woods to do anything. And that. That's I like feel like your happened. stomach's fine. You're just being a big baby, and you got to toughen up. <laughs> That's just because we ordered uh, Uber Eats, and I and you guys got beers, and I can't drink beer because of my stomach. It's no, all in your I mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Overcome yeah. your stomach. You should. Uh, You're right. I have a yeah. bad stomach in the opposite direction of James's. Mine gets bigger and bigger, <laughs> and then three days later, it's like I have a bad hurricane. stomach. Oh, you can't digest certain things. No, no, it's just it's bad. It's you know bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I got this problem with my stomach where <laughs> it gets fat all the time. <laughs> well, because men men do collect fat in the in the stomach area, right? That's our thing. For a limited time, collect all the fat. <laughs> Wait, do women not collect fat in their stomach? I think for men, mm, we let's gather. Let's not go there. Yeah, oh, so, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, this part of the episode has been edited <laughs> by the mm. world government, the one world government that doesn't want you to hear. No, I think men redacted. Do, Collect, we collect fat on our tums, yeah, and uh, women collect them on their bums. No, I, I think it's a different area. <laughs> Listeners, where would you like to collect fat? In my fingers. <laughs> yeah, I guess you do more often see. I, I see what you're saying. Okay, guys have the gut, the beer gut, the classic beer gut. Yeah, that's okay. not a beer gut. It's this, uh, honey. It's a. Um, it's the uh, engine for a Sex a machine beer? that is addicted to beer. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, didn't you have a story about someone who used to tell you that his bald spot was a solar panel for a sex machine? <laughs> yeah, I turned it into a joke and I made it my uncle, but it was really a family friend. <laughs> and he was like, he thought he was the funniest guy. He's still alive. I don't know why I'm talking about him in the past tense. Uh, but he was like... He, he's a really excited guy with kind of a lisp like hey, just tell all the good ladies that it's a <laughs> solar panel for a sex machine <laughs> and I was like I don't want to fucking do that at 25 years old <laughs> excuse me hot babes in the club yeah. um, can I just I, you don't know me my name what? is Chris my name is Chris you don't know me what? but can I, can I tell you something this is actually a solar panel for a... Sorry, the music's so loud. What are you saying? What? This is actually a solar panel for a sex machine. Hey, get this guy out of here. He's creeping the girls out. There's a disgusting sex machine that's malfunctioning in the club. <laughs> Good thing there's no sun out there. <laughs> I like your impression of the. I don't know why I can't get it up, baby. Uh, maybe it's because there's no sun outside. You like get a sad light and aim it at the top of your head while you're having sex. Yeah. Yeah, sad lamp. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Did you call the engineer to fix that solar panel because you're? Uh... <laughs> I don't really like uh, making love uh, with the lights on. Well, that's the only way I can do it because <laughs> the solar panel on my head for a sex machine. Yeah, <laughs> was this family friend who came up with this? Was he bald himself, or just yes. commenting on you? Ah, uh. so he's like, "We're brothers in arms." Yeah, mm. me and you are gonna have <laughs> so much sex together. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Chris. I have lots of sex. Yeah, <laughs> with her over there, <laughs> your mom's friend. <laughs> <laughs> James, you could do a similar thing. You'd be like, don't worry, ladies. I don't have a very bad stomach that makes me have to go to the bathroom all the time. It's actually, it, it's part of the, um, I'm a machine. that, And I have to go to the bathroom a lot because I'm very good at sex. <laughs> the more I go to the bathroom, the, the more room there is in me to thrust. <laughs> <laughs> 
short. <laughs> uh, I'm not short. I'm actually. <laughs> Be, uh, listeners, what kind of sex machine are you? What kind of physical ailment helps you have sex? I'm not shorter than the average man, actually. I'm uh, actually a machine, is the first thing. <laughs> and I am uh, very connected to the Earth's. Uh, the man- the magnetic pull of the Earth's crust or whatever. <laughs> anyway, I'm very good at sex. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, this isn't a lazy we eye. Should. It's the on switch for the sex machine. <laughs> <laughs> Press it. Uh, no, no, no. I don't have diabetes. <laughs> I'm actually very horny, <laughs> and that has created a problem with the amount of insulin I'm that is so in my blood. Horny that my blood is a bit sweet. <laughs> Help me! I have to take uh, insulin shots three times a day because I'm very good in the bedroom. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm like editing, self-editing so hard right now. Oh, let it, let it out. Let it fly, no man. Way, this dude. is a podcast. It's unleashed total no. freedom. Hey, hmm? this is a while ago, but did you guys watch the Super Bowl halftime show? James, yes. the TV event of the year. Yes, I did. It was cool, huh? You had 50 Cent wrapping upside down. Why was he upside down? I think in the video for... Uh, in the club, he's upside down. So it was a tip of the hat to an old video. But <laughs> but he, I was reading he was body shamed online. Can you believe this? In yeah. 2022, good to me. Yeah. 50 shit, people were like, 50 cent? More like dollar bill now. You oh, almost, those guys are clever. You yeah, almost yeah. said 50 shades of gray. 50 shades of 50 gray. 50 shades of scent. <laughs> <laughs> 50 shades of gray is my favorite rapper. 50 cent... I wouldn't body shame him at all. No. But it did look like a bunch of blood had collected in his head. <laughs> yeah, he did look uncomfortable. Instead of take me to the... Mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> Get me down. <laughs> now. Find me in the club. <laughs> help, I'm serious. Help me. <laughs> help me. Yeah. Find me in the I'm club. Pass I'm, out. <laughs> I'm feeling lightheaded and I need actually a glass of water. <laughs> you can find me in the club having an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are really red. My face is getting red too. <laughs> Man, that was the song. The summer it came out. Eh? Oh yeah, every car was blasting it down uh, King Street. Yep, and I, I heard the Fifty Cent also. He was playing. He sort of rolled the dice with his own life because he wanted to really get in the mood to do like a really authentic <laughs> performance, and so he insisted on being hung upside down five hours before. The halftime show yeah. actually began. So <laughs> he's a method he, actor. Yeah, we're lucky he didn't pass away because mm-hmm. he was upside down that whole time. A <laughs> 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 body falls down. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up. Yeah. It's time to rap. <laughs> <laughs> he's Wake not moving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the dancers are dancing around him, but he's just like <laughs> dead. <laughs> and paramedics arrive. <laughs> They have to wade their way through the dancers. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish we remembered this closer to when the Super Bowl came out. Yeah. yeah. People will still be psyched and remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. We'll never forget that performance. Yeah. I'll never forget. Uh, yeah, people were mad that Eminem took a knee. I don't know. He's always been a bad boy, right? Good yeah. for him. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Very surprised. I'm Eminem. taking a knee right now, to be honest, because I dropped a French fry on the floor. What was your favorite <laughs> Eminem song? Oh. He either had the ones where they were like Weird Al songs yeah. or the ones where he 
was angry and mad at everybody. Yeah. I always liked the Weird Al Yeah, ones. he was like kind of like a fucked up Weird Al. <laughs> You're <laughs> he right. He was. He really He had three songs that were all amazing and kind of the same where he like riffed on pop culture. Yeah. Make, I, he went after Moby. My favorite <laughs> one was Just Don't Give a Fuck, which was I think was like the very first one that got him kind of popular. Right. Around the oh. same of what's... What? My name is... Yeah. What? But the Just Don't Give a Fuck one, was that... Do you remember mm, that one? I don't... I, I like no. those two, and then I never really paid attention after. Right. But I saw the video for Stan. It's gripping. I, yeah. ne- I never liked his Stan kind of songs that much. They're too serious. Too you know? emo. Yeah. Yeah. You can- hey, Stan. I <laughs> really appreciate receiving your letter. I get a lot from a lot of fans because I'm a big-time rapper. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> you know, he opened... going to kill you, man. He opened a restaurant yeah. called Mom's Spaghetti in Detroit. Is that true? And for the opening weekend, he was personally serving customers. That's not true. Um, yeah. You're being true. honest? Cool. I'm be- I, I would it's hard, lie about this. hard to tell with a nut like Everyone knows I'm know. North America's number one source for true M&M news. <laughs> wow. That's true. So he opened a restaurant in Detroit? Mom's Spaghetti. Damn. So Detroit made M&M and Kid Rock. Yes, the two sides of it's the yin and yang of Detroit. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. two best rappers ever. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing is Kid Rock grew up super wealthy and turned to this like fake white trash redneck guy. Yeah. And Eminem came from nothing and is like, seems to be a, a better person. He yeah. Seems to be. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Larry the Cable Guy is... Uh, during yeah, the wasn't whole, he a British uh, prince? <laughs> <laughs> He's actually yeah. ninth in line. He's yeah. the Duke of uh, Marlborough. <laughs> yeah. If you can exhibit to us that you can finally have empathy with the plight of the common man, <laughs> then you can inherit the throne. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, name's Larry uh, the Cable Bloke. That was his original yeah. name. Boo! Man. I have to work on this. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's man, you fucking idiot. Woo! Say man instead of bloke. <laughs> I am a stupid guy. Hey, one of us, one of us. He becomes king after <laughs> headlining the blue collar comedy tour. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that Larry Cable guy's whole thing is a trick to show his father that he can inherit the throne. <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, they all do that though, don't the yeah. royalty? They always put on costumes and mingle with the plebes, don't they? Sort of, yeah. Aladdin did it. Aladdin did it. Oh, you're right, Aladdin um, did it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that's true. Aladdin was a, like a poor guy. Oh, then Jasmine did it? Yeah, was, Jasmine did sorry, it. Sorry. Was Hunchback the King of France in that <laughs> story? I, it's been so long. Yeah. The Hunchback was like, Psst, I can stand up straight. Uh, <laughs> to, but for, to uh, real talk here, the Hunchback mm. looked fucked up. You look like shit. Oh, no, I don't think so. We're going to get in trouble for hunchback shaming. Yes. 
He died when <laughs> a couple years ago when Notre Dame Cathedral caught on fire. They found his disgusting skeleton. The funny thing yeah. is, though, the roasted version of the Hunchback of Notre Dame looked exactly like a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> Dude was fucked up. Mmm, <laughs> and delicious. <laughs> so you're saying the Hunchback looked like a cooked turkey? After he was roasted in the fire <laughs> at Notre Dame. <laughs> We got some mashed potatoes and gravy. And we they got found the, how the hell did this delicious Thanksgiving turkey get up here in the bell tower? <laughs> I guess we'll eat it. <laughs> oh, this turkey a, tastes really sensitive. This, di- this <laughs> turkey left a diary behind, and it was very sad. <laughs> do you think the Pope, when he got the news that Notre Dame was on fire, do you think he was like, fuck? Dude, that's my favorite fucking church. <laughs> that's like that's like to you if the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame burned down. That's my thing. Brody, come here. <laughs> fucking Bro. tell me it's not the true po- what the they're po- saying about <laughs> the fucking Notre Dame church in the Pope's France. friend Brody. <laughs> <laughs> Who's like has no shirt on and is really ripped and I walking? I didn't around. want to tell you, Your Holiness, but the yeah, Pope. it's totally on fire. The Pope is skateboarding and then he's like flagged down <laughs> by his friend Brody. Yeah, Pope, Pope, what is it, Brody? It's fucking heinous, dude. I didn't want to tell you, but it's totally gnarly what's happening to Notre Dame right now. This is major suckage. Yeah, and I'm Pope. Don't fuck with me. Are you talking to me? No, I'm, t- I'm talking to God. <laughs> <laughs> and then God's like, it's totally true, dude. <laughs> I wish we were talking under nicer circumstances. God's surfing in space. <laughs> I didn't create the planet to see all my shit get fucked. <laughs> this is gnarly to the max. <laughs> Major bummer, dude. I'll be back. <laughs> fucking hell. I'm going to Circle K to get a fucking 40 ounce. <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way, my compadres, but I totally need to be alone right now, so fuck A off A. <laughs> That's the Pope. <laughs> the Pope is sick. The Pope, like, yeah. The Pope can shred. Yeah, no, I, and he's into, like, skateboarding punk type type music as well, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. He has those videos, those VHS videos that are out of him skateboarding to like three yeah. yeah. bands. They, they're produced through Nazi bones, Nazi bones, Nazi bones. <laughs> Fuck off! And he's like skating out. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the cover of Thrasher magazine at least once a year. Yeah. He's, he's, Pope gets big air. <laughs> he skates in the robes so the robes are flying all, all Yeah, he can see his ass cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> he has a little tattoo. Beep beep. (laughs) Hey, everybody. We also have a Patreon account that you should check out. You can find it at patreon.com slash evil men. And if you're there and you sign up, you'll get two bonus episodes every month. They're fun. They're sexy. They're flirty. They make you think. And uh, people just love them. So that's patreon.com slash evil men. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, we love you. Thank you. And if you can't, maybe you could rate us and review us. The Patreon realm for evil men is not unlike the metaverse. 
You can be whatever <laughs> character you want to be. Yes. And you can mingle with other patrons. That's right. And you can spend tw- 200 cyber ducats to get ni- uh, Air Jordans, right? <laughs> yeah, what else can digital- happen? You know, we, everything is digital. Everything is digital. We encourage everybody when they join the Patreon, yes. you know, throw your old self out. You're, you're a new person in That's here, right. you know, it's be a, whoever you want to be. I think of our Patreon, I don't know about you guys, I think of it as a digital playground <laughs> where people from all backgrounds are welcome to come mm-hmm. and express themselves and play and uh, just have a nice time. Before we move on to our evil man, I also want to mention... We got a direct message from someone named Jana. Okay. And Jana said, Hello, I was just listening to your podcast on Axlar Bjorn. Remember oh, yeah. that episode that was about Iceland's only serial killer? <laughs> yes. yes. Anyway, Jana says, I'm in a direct bloodline from him, so he's my great, 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 great something grandpa. Oh How about God. that? Whoa. James, my blood just turned to ice hearing you read that email because that means that someone we're in contact with is in Out league to get with us. the killer. Yeah. 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 They're going to bury us in a lava pond. Yeah. Um, well, thanks so much for reaching out. But I remember that episode too. Mm-hmm. Like the generations after him turned out to be rotten evil people too. And then <laughs> the ta- true, right? And then they would get, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Bad things would happen to them. I hope this far down the line, the lineage, that's faded and you're not being hassled by the man or nothing. Yeah. I hope you're doing well. Hope well, the you, hope you, know the you lads also I'll, aren't giving uh, too, oh my go God. too big of a hassle. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at uh, Jana's profile here and uh, she seems very nice. So I don't think she's... Uh, Is she holding a knife or stained with blood? I could already tell she was nice from the message, but... Yeah. No no warning signs? Okay. No like holding up a severed head with like mm. your next sign or anything Is she like burying that? a child in a hot, huge pile of dung? <laughs> Let me just scan <laughs> like through. Like the Axlar born yeah. did. No, no. She just yeah. seems very nice. I, I will say, if I was related to someone who had buried a child in a pile of dung, I don't think I would broadcast it the way she is doing. Mm-hmm. Like Grandpa not. did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and she, I think, lives in Iceland, too. So okay. Well, cool. what's her name? Jana? Jana. Jana? Yeah. We're coming to Iceland. Whether we meet you or not, no biggie. Do not feel pressure oh, at all. But it's cool. always been a big thing for James, Mike, and I. Either way, to... Uh, Use our Patreon money to bathe in the hot springs. That's true. We have talked about we're going to fly somewhere and record a bunch of episodes someday. Let's make it Iceland. Let's meet up with Jana. Yeah, we'll we'll do the hot tub thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we'll trace the the journey of Axlar Bjorn and you know relive that episode. We're looking for the hole in the volcano too. That uh, what's their names went in and Jules Verne's journey to the center of the earth. Yeah, we're looking for that. It's up around where Axlar Bourne was, right? I think yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> God, we're just doing that episode all over so, again. So look out for us, people of Iceland. We're coming. Mm-hmm. P- possibly. Maybe. Michael, you chose the evil man this week. And uh, Chris and I are here freaking losing our minds wondering who it, who it is. I love, I love keeping you in a state of suspense where you're sort of just panting uh, with anticipation 
to find out who it is, and I'll, I'll, I'll end your misery right now, boys, because this week's evil man is Uday Hussein. Okay. Okay. I've heard of Saddam Hussein. Well, Uday Hussein was Saddam's first and eldest son, and he was it, quite a nasty... Yeah, I did uh, quite a bit of research. He's a pretty nasty fella. Now, okay. Does this have anything to do with this guy? Uday, mate. Uday, mate. Oh, I see. So what you've done... You've made two mistakes. You've misheard the phrase g'day, mate, which is not uday, mate. It's g'day, mate. And the second mistake you've made is confusing Uday Hussein with Australia. Oh, okay. Because uh, yes. this, this gentleman, who's no longer with us, he was Iraqi. Okay. Was Uday Hussein the star thinking. of Crocodile Dundee? <laughs> no, now, I think you guys are both you're both mistaking Uday Hussein for Paul Hogan. No, he wasn't Why the Crocodile Dundee guy. Yeah, He's yeah. the guy who did the... No, this is a knife. That's a knife. He was that guy. That's, that's Crocodile Hogan. Dundee. That's, no, that's Uday Hussein. Okay, guys... I'm going to stop this now. I'll, why don't I just give you a little intro to put Uday into context for you, because you seem very confused. Okay, Uday Hussein. Uday uh, Saddam Hussein al-Takriti, his full name, was the eldest son of former Iraqi president Saddam Hussein. Ever mm-hmm. heard of him? Mm-hmm. During his life, he held numerous positions as a military officer, a businessman, and head of the Iraqi Olympic Committee and Iraqi Football Association. He was known for his extravagant lifestyle, but also his sadistic, violent behavior. And because of this, uh, e- even though he was supposed to be the successor to Saddam, he was replaced by his younger brother, Kusei, who was considered more poised and collected. Uh, Sadly, wow. Uday passed away during a four-hour gunfight with U.S. forces during Operation Iraqi Freedom. That's how my grandpa passed away. Really? Oh my God! I the, didn't the, know. the 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 clown from New Brunswick. <laughs> <laughs> you know that great 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 grandfather I have, who was a clown from New Brunswick. Yes. Yes. He died in a four-hour-long shootout with the cops <laughs> in Baghdad. Yeah, in Baghdad. <laughs> well, actually, guys, this was in Mosul, not oh, Baghdad. Oh I crap! Work on my... We'll we'll get to that <laughs> in a little bit. Okay. Imagine a yeah a maritime Canadian maritime. Clown stowaway all the way to Iraq and showed up. Uh oh, <laughs> I'm not in Moncton anymore. <laughs> they don't sell Alexander Keiths here. <laughs> so I gotta say, in all of the 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 fellas we've covered on this show, I think Uday Hussein might take the cake for being uh, the worst fella of all. Worse than Chevy Chase. Well, you've brought up that you want to do this subject. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a few have a times, but thing for this guy, Mike. No, but but you've also you mentioned that you're scared of the subject matter. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of him still. He's really dark. You should we even make him. jokes, or should we get solemn right now? I think now? for this episode, guys, let's make a promise to be serious. <laughs> okay. Great. Uh, Everyone will love it. Okay. All right. So where do, where do we begin? Um, His birth. <laughs> birth. He was born <laughs> June 18th, 1964. Shit. Uh, in Baghdad. While his father was in prison, so a little sa- a sad. Wow, I didn't start. even know Saddam Hussein was in prison at all. Yeah, the uh, government of the time uh, imprisoned him because I think he was part of a illegal organization trying to overthrow the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot is known about Uday's childhood. It's very secretive until he sort of puts himself in the news. But um, what we do know about his childhood is that uh, he is said to have played with deactivated grenades as a kid. And he also boasted to his playmates that his father took him 
to prisons to witness torture and executions. Not exactly leave it to beaver. Well, I think that is very, that's a very <laughs> salient point you raise here. Yeah. <laughs> um, My parents never took me to prisons to witness yeah. torture. Should I talk to my therapist about that? Yeah. <laughs> they, at the very least, they should have got you a big brother to, uh, to bring you to see torture and uh, yeah. execution. Yeah. I missed out. So, yeah, his early years are kind of a, a blank spot. I do know that he grew up to be... He was a pretty good-looking guy. Uh, sort of a spitting image-ish of his father. He was six foot five. Wow. Shit. Yeah, he's a big guy. Could have played in the NBA. And, um, Reminds me of Reacher. He does, yes. And um, he had a lisp. His teeth were all malformed. His jo- whatever. He had a lisp that he was very sensitive about. Mm-hmm. So you don't mm-hmm. want to make lisp jokes to Uday Hussein for, for reasons that will soon become clear. Um, in, so I'll tell you about his education here. He got a degree in engineering and a doctor. He's a PhD. Dr. Uday Hussein. <laughs> nice. He got a, a doctorate in political science from the University of Baghdad. Nothing evil about doctor, that. Doctor, doctor, tell yeah. me the news. I got a <laughs> bad case of Uday Hussein. <laughs> now, I have some bad news, though, because it's, it's doubtful whether he actually did the work to earn these degrees. Right. Uh, or if he used his family connections and right. um, paid people to do the work. And Say if, I'm a doctor. Basically. Like that? If, if you were, let's just put it this way: If you were a professor marking Uday Hussein's thesis, full of spelling mistakes and fa- factual errors, are you going to give him an F, or are you going to give him the highest and drawings mark in the class? on the of people being tortured? <laughs> <laughs> what are these doodles of this man being decapitated or drawn and quartered? The only person who's going to suffer from this is Uday himself, because you're only going to get out of it what yes. you put into it. Yeah, I would never, and I know we've done the Dr. Death episode too, but yeah, it's freaky, man. I would never be want to ever be called upon to, in the middle of an operation because I lied about being a doctor. Yeah. That's yeah. my biggest fear. So, I mean, luckily, Uday was never <laughs> called upon to... Um, to use his political science knowledge to for any you know dangerous situation or whatever, but um, so he would walk by people and say, "I'm a genius doctor," and they'd be like, "Okay, basically, yeah, I Good. think you had to." Say, no problem. Yeah, yeah. You sure, you sure are. Goodbye, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's out of school. You know, uh, school's out forever. School's out for summer. Alice, Alice Cooper. Coops. In 1983, during the Iraq-Iran War, Uday. Like many young men before him, he showed interest mm-hmm. in uh, joining the military. He enrolled in a military academy. There he cool. learned how to pilot a helicopter. But because he was like a prince, basically, the dictator's son, they weren't too strict with him. He would often wreak havoc by flying missions without due training. And eventually Saddam had to ban him from flying after he destroyed vehicles and caused multiple deaths on his own side. Damn. Mm-hmm. So he's just a he's impulsive it's like a Mr. rich. Bean or yes. Yes, but not as fun. No. Did he fly the helicopter upside down? Like the helicopter leaves the frame and it looks fine, but then it comes back, goes across the frame upside down. What's that Denzel Washington movie where he plays like the drug pilot guy where the plane is upside down? I yeah. can't remember, yeah. but I can picture right. Denzel in the pilot outfit. <laughs> so the picture we get, though, is of this totally impulsive like rich kid playboy who has basically no consequences everyone yeah. in charge of him is too afraid to to sort of uh, uh keep him in line you know what he has 
affluenza. He was the first person to have affluenza. Mm-hmm. Check your privilege, Uday. Yeah, it would have been interesting to, to see how Uday would have uh, responded, responded to, to today's conditions. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been canceled on, on Twitter way before he could have caused any trouble. Big time. Mm-hmm. Big time. Um, after he was unceremoniously kicked out of the military... What by, the hell? By his uptight father. Uh, in 1984, Saddam wanted to find something for Uday to do. He appointed Uday as the chairman of the Iraqi Olympic Committee and Iraqi Football Association. God. That's right? great. So he likes sports and... Well, that's the thing, Chris. He didn't really seem to understand football or most sports oh, no. at all. But what he did understand was how to uh, intimidate and torture the players for maybe losing a game or missing a goal. Uh, And he actually had a private prison built in the Olympic Committee headquarters in Baghdad. You know what? Write what you know. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, he certainly wrote a lot about what he knew, and what he knew about was torturing and killing people. And probably not even writing. No, he would (laughs) pay someone else, some nerd, to do it. Can you write uh, uh, how I like torturing people? (laughs) So he, Uday was notorious for beating and imprisoning and torturing pl- like players who failed to win or missed a goal or whatever. There's an, an athlete That's who was crazy. quoted as saying, uh, during the training, he would watch all the athletes closely, put pressure on the coaches to push the athletes even more. If he was not happy with the results, he would have coaches and athletes put in his private prison in the uh, committee building. He would beat them with bars or cane the soles of their feet. Mm-hmm. And he kept a scorecard with... If you were a player and made an error in a game, he would keep a scorecard of how many errors you made, and that would equal like how many, how much punishment you'd receive. Basically, jeez, these poor mm-hmm. guys. He would find a way to punish people, no matter what his job was. Yeah, yeah. Boss from hell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Boss yeah. from hell. Um, some football players say he never really understood or showed interest in the game. But he was so desperate to win that he would phone up the dressing room during the halftime to threaten to cut off players' legs and throw them to ravenous dogs or bathe them in a river of raw sewage. I love this because you know what I see now? A spinoff to Ted Lasso where where an Uday Hussein type goes from uh, Iraq to London to teach a football team. But instead of bringing... Nonstop Southern hospitality to the team's locker room. It's just unfettered torture and dark, damp Victorian London-like torture chambers. That'd be sick. I would love to see it. So, and, and his behavior was so extreme that even like top athletes started calling in sick or just quitting their sports because they didn't want to deal with yeah, the physical and mental anguish of of having to deal with Uday Hussein. So he ruined. He ruined the country's like kind of good athletics maybe, program. Right. What do you want us to do, coach? Do you want us to sing a song <laughs> together to unify us as a team? Oh, you're going to sing, all right. You're going to sing the sounds of pain and horror. I'm going to stick uh, nails in your feet. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. I'm distracted right now. It what would be really say, mad if you're already kind of like, ah, oh, Udi Hussein, he sucks. Like you're an Iraqi citizen and then you want to root for your country in the <laughs> World Cup or the... Olympics, and he's ruining that, too. Yeah. That would be... Yeah. Man. So, he was... Dark shadow. Yeah. So, Uday was 
Saddam's eldest son, which meant that he was naturally going to succeed Saddam and become the dictator eventually when Saddam died. But Uday's erratic behavior and his sadistic violence kind of uh, sabotaged that. He sabotaged his own life, and he eventually fell out with his dad. Mm. And Saddam was no walk in the park himself. He's like a brutal dictator. Mm -hmm. But Uday was even worse than Saddam. I didn't know they fell out. They fell out. I'll tell you why. In October of 1988, there was a party being held at one of Saddam's palaces in honor of Suzanne Mubarak, who was the wife of the Egyptian uh, president Hosni Mubarak at the time. So it's like a state dinner. Mm -hmm. And Uday showed up, and in front, in front of the entire party, he murdered his dad's favorite valet with an electric carving knife. What? To, to the horror of onlookers. I, I can't believe that's real. Yeah. This that is, sounds like something in a movie. I need to get another beer from the fridge. Will yeah, you mind bearing me as well, Chris? Sometimes on Evil Men, the things <laughs> that we describe are so shocking <laughs> that even we ourselves have a hard time processing it. I mean, I can't believe that. So there's, there's other politicians and important people there. The president of Egypt and his wife and their entourage and other, like, Iraqi dignitaries. <laughs> and he just... Kills a guy, that I mean, this crazy son of a of the of a leader. dictator. Yeah. So, oh my god, why did he do it? Why did he kill his father's favorite valet? Um, it said that the valet was also in charge of getting Saddam mistresses, and he had introduced Saddam to a woman who then became Saddam's second wife. And Uday, he is an old-fashioned chivalrous guy. He thought that this was an insult to his mother and dishonored her, so he was so pissed at this guy that he murdered him in, in front of all these people. Remind me not to invite uh, Uday to any kind of like uh, blind dates or anything. Yeah. You know? Uh, did I... I was distracted. Did I match up in any way thematically <laughs> with what we were just talking the about? The comment worked. I'd say the comment worked. Thank you. So, Saddam, right? I wouldn't want to piss off Saddam Hussein. The guy's insane dictator. Yeah. Saddam was like... Very upset with Uday, he actually sentenced Uday to death. Whoa! So he imprisoned him and gave him a death sentence, and there was like an yeah. outcry. People, for some reason, were like, Uday heads? please don't execute your son, which makes no sense, but yeah. there was an outcry. And so Saddam, uh, much like the Grinch, whose heart yeah. at the end grows three sizes, uh, Saddam mm -hmm. uh, commuted the death sentence and just sent Uday to Switzerland to cool off for a bit. Oh, man. But I wish someone would send me to Switzerland to cool off. We just got to kill your dad's favorite valet. <laughs> All right, Gary, I'm coming for you. <laughs> now, Uday also didn't last long in Switzerland because he, mm -hmm. within like 90 days... He killed the Swiss Alps. <laughs> he, killed, yeah. he killed a cuckoo clock. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, was arrested and deported for carrying an illegal weapon. That's not that bad. Yeah, that's all things can all you know. Comparatively, that's not that bad. Welcome to Switzerland. Why are you here? Uh, actually, my dad sent me here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My dad I killed a guy here. in front of a very civilized party. <laughs> that is really shocking. It is shocking. That's and yeah. it's an electric carving knife too. Yeah, so it's like it's like a death metal. And song. it's the eighties. Right, yeah. so it's probably a really janky. So this was 1988. Oh, yeah. 88 would have been, I think, the it year it could that have been unplugged. Nirvana's Bleach was released <laughs> in 1988, so that's where we are. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you sure it was in 89? Bleach came out. Jack, I have to get on Wikipedia. 
Won't you believe it? It's just my luck. Won't you believe it? It's just my luck. And the golden carving knife goes to Chris because Bleach did come out in 1989. No recess! So Saddam is already a little concerned that his eldest son is a bit a bit uh, off balance, a bit of a cuckoo. In, 19, <laughs> in 1995, Uday made things worse by shooting his, his own uncle at a dinner party. Jesus Christ. So <laughs> this fucking kid away from me. It's 1995. Stop having dinners with him. Yeah. I've heard of my dinner with Andre, but I'd hate to have uh, my dinner with Uday. My dinner with Uday. Isn't that a famous <laughs> movie? Yeah. <laughs> so in 1995, it was a dinner um, was called to discuss the worsening economic and security situation in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Um, it ended in a shooting that left six bodyguards dead. So wait, what year is this? I apologize. 95. So it's one year oh, after so it's we after lost after the Kurt. Gulf War. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. After the Gulf War. He, uh, yeah, he killed six bodyguards and shot... His uncle seven times in the leg, which then needed to be amputated. So was Saddam like? So uh, he was less where than were you during the Gulf War? I think you could have been killing our enemy <laughs> instead of all our family and friends. Well, I'll fill you in on on what Uday was doing during that time in a, in a minute. But okay. shot his uncle seven times in the leg. Um, are you trying to kill him or not? Like it's, it seems seven like times not. in the leg. Do it once in the leg yeah. if you want to just. Shake him up. Fuck no. your leg. <laughs> I hate your leg. So Saddam, this time, he didn't send Uday to Switzerland, but what he did do was he punished Uday by burning his vast collection of luxury cars. Oh, I hate it when your dad does that. So Uday loved... My Jaguar. Basically, so Uday loved collecting fancy cars. He was a fancy guy. Jay, Jay Leno. Yeah, so I was going to say Jay Leno. Yeah, yeah, comedians in cars shooting uncles. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> So there's a quote from Saddam Hussein uh, about this incident. He says, quote, this is Saddam talking. I was very angry with him, so I burned all of his cars. Uh, And his collection included uh, hundreds of Rolls Royces, Ferraris, and Porsches. And um, Hundreds? Hundreds, yeah. I mean, these guys were full of oil money. They they were very wealthy. And Mm -hmm. Saddam laughed while he recorded, uh, while he... um, Saddam laughed as he uh, told this story about how he watched the Inferno gleefully. Hmm. That's... F- what the hell? It, was there... Sorry, did, did you learn why he shot the uncle, or we don't know? It's, it's confusing. It's a little murky. It seems, from what I read, <laughs> he either fought with his uncle over a, a dancer that was at this party. Uh-huh. He fought with his uncle because his uncle had made fun of his speech impediment. Oh. <sighs> Or it was because of a business deal gone wrong. But either way, he killed six bodyguards and shot his uncle. They're so dramatic, it seems like. Always at a party, you got to make a scene. Saddam's lighting his cars on fire. Mm -hmm. It's a world I do not understand. Hey, Ed, did you hear about this? (laughs) Hey, Ed, did you hear about 100 Rolls Royces going ablaze? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uday shot his uncle. Uday. So there's so much violence and stuff. I'm going to try and quickly get through some other killings just to give you a complete picture of how uh, unstable he was. Give us a montage of the killings set to the tune of uh, Jackie is a punk, Judy is a runt by the... Uh, Judy is a punk. Um, so in 1996, uh, he helped murder his two brothers-in-law who... Uh, Thanks ha- for your help. He used to, they, they, these two guys who married his sisters 
had been in the Iraqi military. They defected to Jordan and spilled all the beans on Iraq's like uh, military. Oh shit! They were offered a chance to come home and be forgiven, but it was a trap. Oh, <laughs> as no. soon as they came back, Uday led the force that, that murdered them. Uh, he is known to have once. I forgive you to death. <laughs> <laughs> Uday is also known to have once, uh, he walked by an army officer who failed to salute him, and he just t- took out his gun and shot him on the spot. Oh, uh, my God. He, if any of you guys ever get like that around me, I'll be so freaked. I promise I'll never do it, but I can't. I mean, none of us can see the future, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he once killed a motorist at a, uh, well, in a traffic jam because the guy ahead of him in a car didn't, didn't apparently move quickly enough to get out of the way. So Uday just sprayed the guy's car with uh, an AK and uh, killed the guy. God. So he lived a life of no consequences. He was a, like, you know, a rich son of a dictator. This is the scariest, yes, person I've ever heard of. I he, agree. So he, far, he's got a good chance of having a very high evilometer score. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, the evilometer is already overheating the in the all- corner. <laughs> a bit higher than Chevy Chase, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All of this and his other behavior meant that Uday was like, Universally, like, hated in Iraq. Everyone hated this guy that they, had to, they were afraid of, um, mm-hmm. who was this, like, privileged kid. Instead of fighting the wars, he uh, built a media empire, basically. So mm. after the Olympic stuff sort of died down, he took over a newspaper. He became the editor of a newspaper called Babel. And he also, this is interesting, he ran a TV station called Youth TV, and a radio station called Voice of Youth. Imagine something like Nickelodeon, <laughs> uh, but, but being run by a psychopathic killer. Yes. Man. That's, yeah, like, uh, what's that guy? John Wayne Gacy. Yes. Created yeah. Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> so he used his media empire to craft like a public image of himself as like a really cool, important powerful man mm-hmm. because his father had sort of pushed him to the side because of him killing everybody at dinner parties and Uday's younger brother Kusei sort of became closer with Saddam. And he took on the older brother role. Yes. And so Uday obviously like resented this. So he used his media thing to sort of make him like to pump himself up uh, in the eyes of the Iraqi people. In 1999, this is good. You know, Uday was named Journalist of the Century by the Iraqi Union of Journalists. <laughs> oh, of the wow. century. That's a huge honor. That is yeah. a big Congratulations. He broke a lot of stories. You know, he, he was yeah. like Woodward and Bernstein. Yes. I mean, mm. that's every Iraqi journalist's goal, and Uday achieved it. That's um, credit to him there. All he did was write stories about his own exploits, probably. I think so. And everyone was like, holy shit, this is <laughs> captivating. This guy's amazing. So all of this... Crazy behavior um, culminated in an incident that happened in 1996 on a a day that changed Uday's life, okay? Mm -hmm. On December 12th, 1996, Uday was cruising around a rich neighborhood in Baghdad called Al-Mansur in his Porsche. Some people think he was looking to pick up some women. Suddenly, two men in jogging suits and helmets run up to his car and open fire on him. Whoa. Right? Mm -hmm. Suddenly, assassination attempt. Uday was struck by between 7 and 17 bullets. It looked like he was going to die, but miraculously, because people like this never quite uh, die young, mm-hmm. um, he survived. But the injuries left him with a permanent limp. 
Uh oh. So suddenly you got this guy with a limp, and yeah. he also, despite having like all sorts of surgery, two bullets were lodged in his spine for the rest of his life. So did he get one of those? Like one shoe had a huge sole, <laughs> and the one was flat. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had to get special shoes. I bet. Yeah. Um, That's the worst part of this whole story. Oh no! I need special shoes. <laughs> well, one special shoe. And you can see pictures of him online in his hospital bed, mm-hmm. or like uh, using a cane oh, wow. to walk. But a cane really suits his whole image. I Absolutely. mean, the sort of Bond villain vibe he had going. It's good that he had a limp yeah. and a cane. Really, a cane? if you have one hundreds of Rolls Royces, you can have a cane. <laughs> you got it. You can pull off a cane. Yeah. Um, now, who was behind this? Could have been anyone. He, like, he had so many enemies. But according to Saddam's mistress of 30 years, Saddam himself was behind the assassination Whoa! attempt. Whoa! I never would have put it together. Yeah, I already thought that. <laughs> Saddam's mistress was quoted as saying um, that Saddam told her, I will kill him someday, really. <laughs> I mean, I will kill him. <laughs> Uh, I will kill him someday, really. I mean, I will kill him. It's like, what are you the, saying? It's a dialogue from the room. Yeah. <laughs> I will kill him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I get it, Greg. That's life. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> I, lo- I kind of love the dynamic, though, because I guess because Saddam is a but seemed like a bad guy. <laughs> I sort of assumed that Saddam was like, ha, 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 yes, Uday, do your thing. But it's kind of funny that they hated each other. No, Saddam was even like, listen, I may have used you know, poison gas on the Kurds and you know, tortured people in a shredder in my dungeon, but you take it a bit far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to tone it down a notch. <laughs> wow. Uh, I didn't raise you to act like this. Yeah. I um, don't do it at a dinner party. Yeah, it's weird. You, I guess he wasn't. Uh, I guess that's the definition of hangry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. killing people at a dinner party. Yeah. So Saddam was never <laughs> arrested or tried for the assassination attempt. Uh, the assassination was blamed on a Shiite guerrilla group, mm. who were then halted, hunted down and killed, and their families were killed as well. Mm. Mm. In the wake of uh, the attack. Uday, who was a very vain man, uh, so he vain. had this limp, and rumors began to spread that it had affected his manhood and that that the injuries had left him impotent. Ooh, boy, he would not like that based God. on what I know of Uday. No. That would make me mad. That would make you mad, Chris? Yeah. If a rumor started spreading that you couldn't get it up? Oh, it was only rumors? Well, we don't know yet. It would make they, me mad either way. No, I think they were just. I think he was okay, but the impotence rumors. Many people in Iraq saw them as like divine justice for Uday, mm-hmm. who had a reputation for being brutally violent with women. And this mm, is a bad, This is an awful element of his character that we cannot overlook. But he basically, like Beria from a previous incident, mm-hmm. uh, previous episode. He would basically like pick out women on the street and have his goons kidnap them, bring Ugh. them back to his palace for him to do what he wanted with them. He, there are rumors that he killed women, tortured them. God. Um, That's 100% very scary. Yes. And you couldn't say no. And he would blackmail your family if you resisted. Jesus. He was, uh, he was a bad guy. One of the worst incidents, and you brought this up before we recorded, James, 
uh, you were like, tell this, tell this story. I love this story. I don't think uh, this is true. I want everyone to know that this is not true. Mm-hmm. One of the worst examples of Uday's behavior that is sort of emblematic. So there's a story that um, Uday happened to be at a resort in a town called Habanea, um, where there was a, a newlywed couple on their honeymoon. And Uday spotted the bride and was like, her, for me. And his goons took the bride away from the groom, who I think was beaten up. She had to go to his to Uday's room. He assaulted her. Then he came out to, to drink a glass of brandy and laugh. And then she threw herself off the sixth floor balcony. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, God, this is, I mean. It's oof. literally a fucking nightmare. This is true nightmare. Yes. yes. True nightmare. This is, this is the worst guy. He's a bad dude. Um, it's pretty scary. That's like. It's like a tale from like, a nightmare film. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem re- like reality. So so many things about that you've described. It, it seems like a Game of Thrones character or something. It doesn't seem real. Yeah, or like that scene in Braveheart. Yes. Doesn't that happen to Braveheart's wife? Call, yes. The, the uh, prima nocta. Yeah. 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 And so, like, and no one was safe from his his whims and his his moods that could shift on a dime. He, he loved to throw big elaborate parties. He liked to socialize and invite people over and have musicians and dancers. Okay. He was known for having an insanely what? high... Al- Did you go to a fucking Uday Hussein party? You basically couldn't probably turn down the invitation without... Good thing he didn't like stand-up. Imagine us three got invited. Oh, God. Can't turn it down. And he's Oof. like, I want... If they were looking for me, I would rip my face off and go, I'm not Chris, I'm no face guy. <laughs> Chris, you'd have to come up with all this material about why Uday is good. Oh my god. Do you guys hear the uh like trying to read the crowd? Like <laughs> every word you say is based on his face facial twitches. Don't you hate it? Dude, when you- do you you like <laughs> one hundreds of Rolls Royces? <laughs> Do you all hate it when your father burns down your car garage? And there's one guy laughing in the back. Yes, yes. This guy is good. 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 I'm, I'm really glad you hate it. Yeah. You ever notice how hard it is to use those old uh, electric cutting knives, carving knives uh, on a guy? They should make those easier to use. <laughs> yes. Don't you hate it when your father sends you to Switzerland? <laughs> yeah, why not? You it's know. true. It's true. <laughs> Isn't it funny what? when the, the top Iraqi football players get on their hands and knees and beg you not to torture them and send you to your red torture room where the walls are painted red so you can't see the blood? Which is what he had. So oh, I just want to say... God. That's fucked up. I want to say when we did Caligula... Uh, because I've had a couple beers now and I don't really remember. It was a long time ago. But the guy who killed Caligula's parents and was raising him as his own, he would show him tortures all the time as a child too. Yeah. So isn't that a weird parallel to these like disgusting, depraved yeah. men? Like Saddam was like, this kid's too much. But he also took him to witness torture as a kid. Yeah. Sort so of, he created uh, this monster. Saddam really doesn't have a leg to stand on here, basically. No. Oh, that's a delicious <laughs> pun about 
Uday's his uncle. Limp. Oh yes, yes, and his and his uncle, yes. Michael. Legs so, figure uh, greatly into this tale. They've got legs. Well, not really. <laughs> um, so yeah, as I was saying <laughs> before, not even his his friends were safe from his behavior and his sadism. He liked throwing parties, and if you came, it's like, oh, this is very stressful because. Yeah, he had an insanely high alcohol tolerance, and he would force his guests, his friends, to drink a lot at his parties, uh, particularly a cocktail he invented called the, very imaginative, the Uday Saddam Hussein cocktail, (laughs) which was a mixture of whiskey, brandy, vodka, cognac, and beer that was served in a gigantic vessel that he called the Cup of Friendship. Mmm, all those flavors together? I never thought of that. <laughs> yeah, you have to pretend you love it. Ooh, I'll have another. Oh, I'll, you must give me the recipe sometime, Uday. Yeah. So, this tastes like a robot's piss. <laughs> so he would line <laughs> and up... And then you just get tortured for the rest of your life. <laughs> Here's my impression of Uday's friends at this time whispering to each other, Uday's freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just me? Is there something wrong with Uday? Yeah. Um... The guard, yeah. So Uday would force his friends to like drink this stuff. He would have his guards line up everybody at the party against the wall and give them 10 minutes to drink this disgusting, like poisonous alcohol drink. The Uday Hussein cocktail. The Uday Hussein cocktail. <laughs> and if you didn't drink it, uh, you'd be punished by either having your hair and eyebrows shaved off, being beaten. Jesus. Um, it sounds like if you fell asleep at a fucking sleepover. Yeah. <laughs> They'd put your finger in a bowl of warm water. <laughs> and you'd be, no, they'd beat you, um, or you would be subjected to a foot whipping uh, by the mm-hmm. guards. And if the guards refused to do any of this stuff, they would be beaten as well. Let me tell you about the Uday Hussein cocktail. It's one part gin, one part <laughs> vodka, one part whiskey, one part brandy, one part cognac, some ketchup, some mustard, a little bit of milkshake, some cheeseburger, some french fries. I think it's like one of those swamp drinks you make at McDonald's with your friends when you're like six. One bourbon, one scotch, one beer, one cognac, one whiskey, one vodka, oh God, one fireball, one brandy. (laughs) One fireball cinnamon whiskey. That's so funny. So it seems like it would have been a nightmare to be uh, invited. Try this drink I made. I call it Zima. (laughs) <laughs> I call it the shit fuck. <laughs> it's called Sorry. me. Um, so yeah. despite and this, and then his face was on each for every glass. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> At his parties, Uday was known as a, to be a good dancer. So that's maybe the the first oh, nice okay. thing. He's tall and he's learned, a good dancer. He's a good dancer, but there's always a but. Yeah. After he was drunk, he'd dance and start firing machine guns into the air or over his friends' heads. Or right over the heads of the the band that was playing to entertain the crowd. You know, I can't take this story. <laughs> it's too it fucking crazy. psycho. Because like, you really do imagine these poor people who have to go to a party, and you that must be the scariest night of your life, knowing that you're going to go to this yeah. party that this freak <laughs> is at. And also, if <laughs> on top of this, <laughs> there are stories that. Uh, he he kept a, he had a private zoo of like lions and exotic animals. If you can imagine, he had a monkey mm-hmm. named Louisa. Oh. And at his parties, if you fell asleep because you were you passed out from drinking his amazing cocktail, Uh-oh. 
He would have you put into the monkey cage with the monkey who was also drunk, and mm. the monkey often would attack uh, the people who were passed out in the cage. <laughs> I could take Louisa. Did you ever see that movie, The Cell, with uh, J Lo and, and I never Vince saw it. I heard it's really good. They like go into or the freaky. mind of a serial killer, like oh god, like literally. I don't remember how they do it. Some computer thing. They go into a serial killer's brain, but this is like what that seems like. Like, mm-hmm. like his whole world is just so warped and scary. It's very broken. He's fucked. like yeah, the nightmare, marish aspect of it is bordering on. Psychedelic, like you know like what a we bad talked about psychedelic nightmare. You know, we've had evil men that we were like, oh, if they had any power, they would have been horrible. But they were just like, you know, they were. It, it was Fuck such it. limited yeah. scope; it wasn't that bad. But he's like, it, he really feels like if you took a total psychopath and gave him unlimited power. For some reason, yeah. I have "Around the World" by Daft Punk in my head. You know, and it's like. Yeah, it's like around the world. But now I'm hearing like machine guns going like, like above the DJ who's playing around the world, like around the world. And he's dancing his ass off, spraying machine guns. Well, I did read stories of like a singer who was like, yes, he would often just fire over my head while we were performing. And you just had to smile and keep going while you were like inside, like shitting yourself because you thought you were gonna get murdered. Yeah. Oof, oof, God! Yeah, I'm so glad even that one person who's talking uh, survived. Like, <laughs> it's hard to imagine anyone survived this guy's presence ever. Yeah, like, ugh. I have like, to be honest. I'm excited to hear about his downfall. <laughs> well, it's coming soon. Yeah. Um, but a few, a few other things to get to before we get there. Uday was a total flop as a hubby. <laughs> okay, he had two marriages, and this might Finally surprise some you guys. Retribution. His marriages were: uh, he married uh, twice, the daughters of senior Bath Party aides, and the Bath Party was Saddam's mm-hmm. political party. And Uday's marriages were a further source of embarrassment to Saddam because the marriages ended quickly after Uday both times. Beat up his brides. And uh, then Shit. he was divorced twice, you know? Boy, not quite Liz Taylor or Larry King level of marriages, no, but no, two no, is, no. is a lot. It's crazy that, and lucky, and it's one of the most, one of the slight positive aspects of this story, is that those women were allowed to divorce. Yeah, that's true. I'm like very happy for them. I think even his father was, oh, his father was embarrassed by this, yeah. the way he treated his wives. Uh, even his dad, once more, was like, "You can't do this stuff." Like, yeah, just be reasonable. I mean, that yeah. is just so hard to get your head around that even Saddam Hussein, like we were saying, is like, yeah, Uday for the love of God. Before the Gulf War, though, for decades, Saddam Hussein was a business partner with the United States. Though, yes. I know you're saying that he was a bad kind of fascist dictator but on the global scale was he still kind of like reasonable in that sense well he was a dictator he treated his own people or his own uh but iraq was a lot different before the gulf war right it was a bit more 
yeah. modern and you know. Oh yeah, it was like a rich state from oil. I'm money. not sticking up for Saddam, but no, no, I'm no. just trying to. No, America. Imagine the difference two between sides. We have yeah. uh, Mike <laughs> and I will be anti-Saddam, and you're pro. It's no, good. no, it's I'm just trying to differentiate between like because you're right. He's still bad, but not Uday bad. So it's like let's, like a lot of dictators. Yeah. America was absolutely willing to do business with him. Uh, didn't care if he. You know, committed atrocities against his own people yeah. as long as he did basically what they wanted. Right. I think. Like, mm-hmm. America has no, yeah, had no problem with him uh, torturing his own people. But this is what I'm yeah. saying. He's torturing his own people. Saddam is. Yeah. But he still had, like, a weird code of honorable conduct in his head about certain areas, like politics or even cl- behavior and. In a classy sense, like I don't get because compared yeah. to Uday, you know, because yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just wondering because um, it's funny because during post nine eleven, especially Americans just instantly chose to think of Saddam as being basically like how you're describing Uday, but Saddam's actually trying to discipline Uday and being like, "This is fucking too much." Yeah. So like, what's the? It's kind of blurry. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Saddam is being, in a lot of ways, a total hypocrite here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a slight hypocrite. <laughs> um, before we get to the death, the big, amazing, exciting, and it is a very exciting death. Good. And it does feel satisfying when you hear about it. Good. Not to tip the scales before we uh, do the evilometer, but um, Uday used his, his, the fact that he was Saddam's son and the fact that everyone was afraid of him to enrich himself uh, on the black market. And strangely, in 1994, Saddam put Uday in charge of Iraq's oil sales. Now, Iraq was under embar- like an embargo at the time by the UN. They couldn't legally sell their oil, but they would sell it to countries illegally. And Uday would also sell other things illegally within Iraq, like uh, oil cigarettes. Uh, he smuggled all sorts of alcohol and like even racehorses and stuff. Hmm. So he through the black market and selling oil, enriched himself and became extremely wealthy um, to fund his luxury car addiction hmm. and to build a palace for himself. Did he build his luxury car uh, collection back up? I think he did. <laughs> oh, wow. But it was never as big as it had been before it was burned. Right. Uh, it's like when you, um, back you know, 20 years ago, you know, you, you, you'd have CDs and a CD booklet and <laughs> mm-hmm. it, they always get lost. Yeah, I, I bet everyone here has lost a CD booklet, mm-hmm. and then you try to replace them, but it's you never get. Never the same. I had the biggest yeah. CD booklet with like oh everything, yeah, from like Pixies, yeah, to red, uh, pavement, blood sugar, sex, magic, probably blood sugar, sex, magic, yeah, yeah, one, yeah. one real copy store bought that I bought, and one burned copy that I got first from a friend, and yeah. then before, and yeah. but my dad lit them on fire. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. to punish me oh, for uh, you know staying out late or whatever <laughs> <laughs> I was a bad kid too yeah <laughs> um, I stayed out late and sassed back <laughs> after America had invaded Iraq and Uday was dead um, they looked in, into Uday's palace and he yeah he had wild animals like tigers mm-hmm. uh Hundreds of luxury cars, guns that were like gold-plated, AK-47s, yeah. all sorts of luxury alcohol and cigars. So he was a puffer. Yeah. 
Like Schwarzenegger? Um, yeah, yeah. Was also, he ever on the cover of Cigar Aficionado? <laughs> I think uh, the Iraqi version, every month. <laughs> it was yeah. just him. He won an award for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, millennia's, uh, the Millennium's <laughs> greatest cigar smoker. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting detail I found out here is that in Uday's palace, they found um, he had downloaded like oh, porno shit. pictures and printed them and taped oh, them to on. the walls of his, of his mm. gym, yeah. along with pictures of Bush's twin daughters, Jenna and Barbara Bush. What? What the Are hell? They, uh, what, what is he working in a in a garage? Like, who prints out <laughs> porno and tapes it to the wall? Yeah, Look on little, your laptop or whatever. Rent. Yeah. When he would do like you know, pump iron or whatever, do some squats. Would he look at those pictures and say, "Someday you'll be mine" or whatever? I imagine. <laughs> I imagine he did. It's pretty sinister seeming. It's hard to imagine any way that it isn't creepy in light of Uday's history. It's not just like, oh, yeah. they're nice. So, Chris, we were talking about you were saying how it's it's confusing that Saddam suddenly was like uh, he had know, bring the hammer down on yeah. on uh, Uday when he himself is a maniac, mm-hmm. and this is another one of those cases. So Uday has already killed <laughs> Saddam's favorite valet. Uh, he's acting like a maniac. But in 1994, Saddam appointed Uday to head up a new security institution called the Saddamists, which a year later Uday spun off into. Basically, his own personal militia army mm. called the Fedayeen Saddam. 40,000 members. Uh, it was like a paramilitary unit. He had unlimited uh, access to just human bodies. Yeah, yes. And they were a secret death squad of masked members who reported directly to the presidential palace. So, and did each one love doing that? I imagine if you end up in the Fedayeen Saddam, you like it. <laughs> but he seems like the last guy you'd want to have his own personal army yeah, of Yeah, what the fuck uh, is Saddam doing? Like, yeah. maybe don't let him get access to that. Yeah. And this... Dad, I need an army. Fine. <laughs> and this group yeah. basically further terrorized... I did my homework. <laughs> Can I have 40,000 masked psychos? 40,000 as well? 40,000, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people. Hey, maybe 20,000. <laughs> but 40? Yeah. 40,000, that's too much. (laughs) Yeah, man, me and, I don't know if listeners know this, but Mike, James, and I, we don't have one other guy (laughs) to be in our army. I'd love one masked guy. Yeah, one masked guy who would kill for us. He could sit, maybe he could edit the podcast for us. Yeah, we need a tech guy. We don't even have a level of army guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be a dream. Oh, God. A sponsor. Yeah, well, we've got some sponsors. (laughs) Hey, Better Health, shout out. Oh, yeah, I know we've got some sponsors. Should we restart the Fedayeen Saddam, but just for us? And just for a guy to do our bidding? uh, Yeah, and I don't think we would ask them to do anything that savage, honestly. We're good guys. The Fedayeen Saddam further terrorized uh, (laughs) Uday's enemies. And then these guys also... When Operation Iraqi Freedom, the Iraq War started, the official Iraqi army folded almost instantly. They could not fight the U.S. military. 40, oh yeah, right. But mm-hmm. the Fedayeen p- were part of the insurgency. The, those were the guys that like blew up trucks or would like snipe off 
individual soldiers and like blow shit up as a nuisance to the Americans. Right. Oh. And they kept fighting even after like Did the all Americans was lost. call them Al Qaeda? No, I think they called them the Fedayeen. They knew. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, they fought to the very end. Now, before we get to his death, the final thing that this to me was the most shocking, this is from Wikipedia, there's no further explanation. It was said that Uday loved boiled eggs and that he ate between 10 and 20 a day. Well, there oh, you go. That's the most fucked His up mind thing. was poisoned by fucking chicken fetuses. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The ghosts mm-hmm. of chickens cool haunted his mind. Cool Luke uh, from hell. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, 20 fucking hard-boiled eggs a day. What yeah, we man. got here is a failure <laughs> to... Ow, my leg! <laughs> You shot my legs seven times. <laughs> he would have his goons pick out the chickens that he wanted to get the eggs from. That's <laughs> 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 really dark. Now, who wants to hear about uh, Uday's death, oh, finally? I genuinely do. Right. Yes. So I'm the, not usually a bloodthirsty person, but me neither. Man, I'm ready to hear about this. Call me Dracula, because I want blood. <laughs> there will be blood. <laughs> yeah, call me Paul Thomas Anderson, because there will be blood. <laughs> so Iraq War, the Operation Iraqi Freedom, begins in 2000. It's so funny that that was the name they gave what to is the it? Iraq. Op- Operation Iraqi Freedom. So picture it. Baghdad, 2003. <laughs> That's a little tip of the hat to Sophia from the Golden Girls. Okay, Baghdad, 2003. All right. So yeah. Operation Iraqi Freedom begins. That's right at the beginning. Yeah. They probably went right the, to the... Doop. That was probably the peak of the strokes. Yeah, yeah, right around that time. Around there, anyway. Um, Last night. If you remember... Is that then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the U.S. military, do you remember they issued that deck of cards of like the... The oh, yeah. uh, the top Iraqi mm. war criminals that they they like the priorities they wanted to get. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah. Uday, I remember losing at Crazy Eights with that thing. <laughs> 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 You're playing Crazy Eights with your mom and your dad with the Iraqi freedom cards. Okay, I'll take your kusay and you get my <laughs> shit. <laughs> you had three eights. <laughs> He just made me pick up six. <laughs> so uh, Saddam Hussein was the ace <laughs> of spades, and Uday Hussein was the ace of hearts. If you got bad kids, I'll tell you I'm the dad. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Uday was the ace of spades? No, Saddam was, and uh, Uday was the ace of hearts. Anyway, Uday and his brother were... Like wanted by the uh, American army, they tried to flee Dead to Syria. <laughs> I'm a cowboy. <laughs> I'm a cowboy in a thousand Rolls Royces I drive. <laughs> I eat twenty eggs a day. <laughs> Dead or alive. <laughs> you know I eat these eggs. <laughs> All day halo. <laughs> I have a disgusting drink. I make my friends chug. <laughs> I got a special cocktail. 
That's just a ton of shit. I pour everything in and I order you to drink it. <laughs> Picture it. Uday and Kusay are trying to flee Iraq. They try to go to Syria. Is it early so the, in the, the morning? To- Baghdad's toppled, I guess, or just... No, it's like the invasion is underway. Oh, the invasion's underway. Uh, they try over Baghdad. Get out of Dodge, and by Dodge, I mean Baghdad. They try and go to Syria, but they're um, <coughs> sent back to Iraq by the Syrian government. They took shelter in a mansion in Mosul. That Even when they're taking shelter on the run, <laughs> it's, it's a mansion. fucking mansion. <laughs> Quick, we'll hide yeah. in this. Don't you think uh, this is a bit conspicuous, <laughs> sir? No. No, no. It's, it's not as beautiful as our usual mansions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now start the dance party <laughs> and shoot the lights into the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring my... <laughs> Hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, we need to disguise my pride of lions. <laughs> Uday, you can only take seven lions and 80 Rolls Royces. FML. <laughs> this is shit. Rewind. Remember to hide all night. They're so dumb. They don't understand. They're hiding by throwing a rave at a palace. They don't know how to be poor enough to hide. Yeah. <laughs> like hiding is too poor for their men- understanding. Yeah. Not- you mean like behind a bush? And you think a guy with a PhD would know better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we have to find the doctor. <laughs> the mansion that they hid in was owned by a family friend and businessman named Nawaf Al Zadan. Um, he hid them there for like a month, but then the U.S offered a $30 million reward for Uday and his brother and Saddam and... The friend? And so the businessman informed to the, to the U.S. authorities and told them where the mansion was. Yeah. Wow. And so on the morning of Tuesday, July oh. 22nd, 2003, Task Force 20, aided by troops of the United so early States morning. Army... So Uday had only had eight eggs at this point. <laughs> oh no, I haven't finished my breakfast yet. <laughs> so like 200 troops surrounded this mansion. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's Uday and Kusay and Kusay's 14-year-old son, Mustafa, grandson of Saddam. Mm-hmm. They're in the house they're like, do you hear a helicopter? <laughs> and they look out the window and they go... Oh no! And all these guys are there, yeah. and uh, they're ordered out. You can't blame the guy for ratting because he knows Uday might kill him if he like serves some tea wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I would rat him out at this uh, point. Can I talk to you for a second? Do you call this a hard-boiled egg? Yeah. Yeah. Give me your leg. <laughs> <laughs> so a shootout began um, because the, the Hussein boys they had their yeah. uh, machine guns and they had all this ammunition. They started shooting. So They're the, wild. They're like Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, very grisly. And eventually a five-hour, four- or five-hour shootout ensued. And so the U.S. Army was just like strafing the mansion with heavy machine gun fire. Mm-hmm. Eventually the call was made. It's like, we just got to shoot missiles at the mansion. So um, t- tow missiles, T.O.W. missiles were shot into the 
mansion. Whoa. And then everything got quiet. And then um, soldiers entered the house and found the remains of Uday and the gang. And sadly, mm. Uday, it was determined that he passed away from ballistic trauma. Right. Mm. <clears throat> Uh, you know like the helicopters you said helicopters are there yeah and they have those like rotating machine guns like what are those called rotor type you know like yeah like that did they fill that into the house too like guns like that yeah they were just unloading on this mansion yeah um and they just basically destroyed it they had to sort of identify uday and his brothers with like dental records Mm -hmm. because they were so blown up littered Interesting fact. Um, mm-hmm. Newsweek claimed that once they sorted through the mansion, they found Uday's briefcase in the remains of the mansion. Do you guys want to hear what they found in Uday's briefcase when he was dead? Viagra? Numerous? <laughs> You're under... Like they're shooting missiles mm-hmm. at the mansion. Like, quick, hand me my Viagra! <laughs> um, Viagra, numerous bottles of cologne... Unopened packages of men's underwear. I hope he opened it and put on some fresh underwear. He thought he was on keys to the VIP. Yeah. Yeah. Dress shirts, a silk tie, and a single condom. (laughs) What the fuck? Just one. If I'm about to die, I'm not going to make a baby. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be irresponsible. Wow. And, uh, Wait, that- hold on, baby. The United States of American Army is firing at me. Let me take uh, Viagra. <laughs> I can't, you know, I'm losing Uday, my- come out with your hands up. And if you have any Viagra, also please uh, bring that with you <laughs> and any clean underwear you have. And that's weird. They found his, like, bullet-ridden, littered body. But it's funny because there was two bullets already in his spine from, like, the other assassination attempt. So when yeah. they're like going over the crime scene, they're like, "Who did this?" Uh, this this me thinks this is weird. Did anyone see these yeah. two bullets? These oh. aren't my bullets. <laughs> yeah. So wow. and imagine America- you're that bad guy though. When you finally get taken down in a hail of gunfire, there's bullets in your dead body from another time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Fuck so, that guy. So that that's the story of he is Uday scary. Hussein, and I believe people in Iraq in general, were uh, relieved yeah. that he was dead. Saddam outlived his sons, too. So he <clears throat> found out that, his, that Hussein Uday had been, had been murdered. Uh, yeah. He didn't live much longer, though, He didn't right? live much longer. No, he <clears throat> passed away from hanging. And Saddam oh. didn't... I mean, he was caught in a underground little yeah. bunker, right? He yeah. hid in, in a, a mansion. Was he the one who was in the spider hole, yeah. they called it? Yeah, wasn't that right? Yeah. So he didn't hide in a mansion. He at least had the decency. <laughs> That's another difference between those two. Yeah. <clears throat> he knew how to rough it. Because Saddam came, he did come life. from a, like a poor background, whereas these, these boys... Isn't only- that always the way? Yeah. Fucking hell, eh? Um, is there any connection to this guy... That is still scary that's out there right now for us doing this episode? Because he's scary. There, Are we going to get in trouble? No, Uday is dead. <laughs> so is Saddam. And His ghost I, is really I, scary. Uday is dead. One thing okay, I do now that know, James did that, I don't feel as scared for anything I've said. <laughs> okay. That will be the first guy. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there are some hardcore like Saddam bath party heads that still mm-hmm. exist in Iraq, but I don't yeah. think... The chances of them hearing this episode of Evil Man and <laughs> getting us are slim. I'm we'll getting say, us. There's a guy who I believe is still alive mm-hmm. uh, who, was, who Uday had gone to school with as a kid. 
and they they sort of looked similar. Yeah. And in his 20s, Uday forced this man to come back from the front line in the Iran-Iraq war. And he was like, do you want to be my bodyguard because you look like me? And the guy was like, nah, no. Then he was imprisoned and beaten. And then he was like, okay, I'll do it. And then this guy basically was forced to be Uday's bodyguard, underwent facial surgery and dental surgery to have his face look more mm-hmm. like Uday and That's had to like cool. learn how to speak and gesture like Uday and had to appear in public at dangerous events uh, that Uday didn't want to go to. Mm-hmm. Then there was a falling out because a woman was more interested in the bodyguard than Uday. <laughs> and mm. so the guy had to flee Iraq and now the former bodyguard lives, I believe, in the UK. Oh, I'm glad he's alive. Wow. Yeah. After all he's been through. Boy. Yeah. Did he get his face changed a little bit? I think it just looks like Uday still. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Yeah, That's yeah, fucked man. up. Yeah. Well, poof. I mean, this is going to be quite an evilometer uh, yeah. session here. Should we <clears throat> um? Should we bring out the evilometer jumbo? Oh. You know, that's actually a good call. I don't know if the regular evilometer can handle this these kind of inputs. Uh, all right. Hang on. Let me get the jumbo one. Okay, just pulling it up. It's so oh, it's very God. big, very oh. shiny. Yeah, the jumbo one is is uh, is as you can see, it's quite a bit bigger. It's shinier, mm-hmm. um, yeah. gold plated. Um, maybe I'll go first on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where do you rate Uday Hussein James on the evilometer? <laughs> yeah, such a tough one. Honestly, I'm I. I'm the kind of guy that would go nine point nine nine nine, just in case there's worse. But I think I might just give him a 10 because I, I, wow. I, I mean, I guess Hitler or that kind of guy was worse, <laughs> but it's pretty splitting hairs. You know what? I'll give him a 9.99999 just for the tiny chance to, to leave a little bit of room. I'm surprised but because... He's very bad. In my mind, I always think of you as a bit of a lenient guy with mm. the evilometer. So this is, this is saying a lot. I think he's certainly the worst person mm-hmm. we've talked about yet. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll go next. I, yeah, I'm going to give him a damn full 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm. It hurts me to say that only a little bit because I love eggs as well. I yes. love to eat eggs. <clears throat> and so does Uday. And if anyone who can dance, I don't consider myself a good dancer, so I am a bit jealous of anyone who can dance, and I think mm-hmm. that's good <laughs> if people have that talent. But... And you love classic cars. I love classic cars. I love cigars. I love having one condom in my briefcase. <laughs> but even that's not enough to make up for all the evil things he did. I, I'm giving him a 10. Okay. I'm giving him a 10, too. Yeah. I get it. I really considered it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going 10. Ten. Uh, yeah. That's good. Sorry. No, I was good. Uh, I was still enjoying the song, but you stopped. <laughs> yeah, Uday is up there with Hitler for sure. Fuck it. They're they're both psycho fucking maniacs. Uday, not not a nice guy. This is, I think, the first time we've all been uh, basically in agreement with our numbers on the. Evolver. I agree, and yeah. I mean, I guess I could give him a ten. No, I'll stick with my weird. No, score. you always. You're, you know, that means that you're an optimist. You're always looking forward to something worse. That's true. I'm just you know? leaving the tiniest, tiniest little shred of, 
of uh, of of possibility that we we get someone worse. And if you said ten, I imagine that Hitler's ghost would come down and be like, "What about me?" You know, <laughs> Uday yeah. is so heinous that I don't even want to recap the things he did that make me choose ten. No, yeah. it's true. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's that's it's always the case that sons of successful people are always awful. It's true. Every single Hollywood actor's son is a DJ, is like a shitty looking DJ. Tom cool. Hanks yeah, has yep. Chet Hanks. Yep. Michael Chet Douglas Hanks is has trashing a his dad now in the press, too. Yeah, I said he didn't have a strong male role model growing up. Chet, get a life. Well, guys, <laughs> I would like to say that was another great episode of blah, 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 but it was a bit uh, sad, too, wasn't it? A little bit sad. No, it was a, a sad. it was a great episode. It was but very the thing is, is yes, we still put together a great info. episode. It was a great episode. Technically, the subject matter is never great. Technically, the episode was great. I think maybe we didn't talk about this just before we end it. Like in a situation where there are no checks and balances because everyone is afraid to say anything, it's like that. You know that Twilight Zone episode where the kid, yes. Yes. everyone's exactly afraid because mean. he can turn you into a jack-in-the-box kind yes. of thing? Yeah. The Simpsons did the parody of it. Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. What do you do in that situation if even, if even Saddam Hussein can't control his yeah. son? And, it's just a nightmare situation. And also, I mean, clearly it can't be totally like nature versus nurture. I mean, clearly Kusei, I guess, wasn't quite as bad, so it's not completely your environment. But... When you live in that world where you can do anything you want, does that make you a fucking asshole psycho? Like, probably a bit. Maybe not as bad as Uday. He clearly had other stuff going on, but... Yeah. <clears throat> you know, who knows? Good. If Uday was alive today, maybe if he signed up to better help or something, yes. he could work out his issues. And, and become- he, if he did, he could have used the code word evil men <laughs> to get 10% off. And he's, you know, he's not going to get the not chance to would, do that. Not, that, that, he would pisses, need the, not mm. that he would need the discount because he's got quite a lot True, of money. True, but, but he should use it anyway yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. helpful for us when he does. Yeah. Well, <laughs> shall we wrap this puppy up and mm-hmm. put him to puppy bed? Mm-hmm. That night, was puppy. another episode of Evil This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. So